So, this podcast, is it any good? Eh, they follow some shite clubs, but it's a pretty good podcast. Unnamed Soccer Podcast. Absolutely brilliant from Liverpool. And for Barcelona, chaotic, catastrophic. A sensational start. A controversial start. And it's advantage to the Reds. The Unnamed Soccer Podcast. D. Smith, welcome in. It's the latest edition of the Unnamed Soccer Podcast. The Unnamed Soccer Podcast brought to you by Three Punk Ales in Chula Vista. It's also brought to you by Sport Clips, where it is good to be a guy. Uh, This is a very special podcast for us today. Very excited for it. Darren Smith is here. It's part of the reason why I'm excited. It's part of the reason. I'm always excited when Darren is on, but we have a special guest as well. I feel like it's been forever since we've actually invited someone else on the Unnamed Soccer Podcast. What have we been terrible hosts? (laughs) <laughs> we need more guests. Darren, it's a pleasure. Good morning to you. Good morning, Jordan. Good to see you again. Glad to be here testing out a new microphone. Hopefully it sounds okay, but always a pleasure. And you're right. It's about time people had a chance to hear us talking to somebody else for a change rather than us just yammering on. Yeah. Uh, plenty of different directions. We're going to go here. If you've read the description of the podcast, you already know the guest. His name is Tony Sanchez and he is the host of Two different podcasts. Stop me if I'm saying this wrong, Tony, but I'm pretty sure it's two separate. Maybe I know it's under the same family, but two balls and a mic, which we all know and what we associate with Tony. And now something new for this upcoming season with San Diego loyal two balls. E Leal con Tony Ichiva. I added that last part. I hope you appreciate it. Tony, thank you for joining the podcast. Really appreciate it, gentlemen. It is an absolute honor to be on here. Uh, but thank you again. Yes. So two balls and a mic is the umbrella, uh, I guess, company in a sense. And so we decided, uh, Chiva and I, uh, my co-host, to explore new territories. And that's uh, two balls ileal, which is pretty much talking about everything San Diego loyal in Spanish, in Espanol. Uh, so, you know, everything 100% in Spanish. There is some Spanglish here and there when it comes to the main podcast or when we do interviews, but this one is specifically tailored uh, for Spanish speaking folk and, and, and uh, those who even want to learn Spanish. We had a couple of people let us know that they don't know a single word in Spanish. They took, uh, you know, some high school Spanish here and there, but they're listening to it just to try to get uh, accustomed to what soccer sounds like in Spanish. Um, because, you know, obviously being in San Diego, there's a large uh, community of Spanish speaking people. And, uh, you know, soccer in Spanish is just a little bit different. Some people may say. Yeah, some would say a little bit different. Some would say a little bit better as well. So it's two balls and a mic. And is it two balls ileal or is it two? How would you say it? What's the plural of ball? Ballon is ball in Spanish. Tu, tu ballon, how do you say? Uh, so, yeah, so it would be ballon. Ballon, uh, obviously. Dos ballons ileal? Darren, let's ballon. not overthink this. We have a name for the podcast. What's the name, Tony? <laughs> Uh, the name for the podcast would be Two Balls Ileal. Beautiful. Two Balls Ileal. Okay. Uh, let me ask, because I'm one of those who are always trying to improve uh, mi español. Uh, ¿Por qué es uh, importante uh, te- tenemos un podcast en español? Eh, para que la gente que hable en español solamente eh, entienda y se venga a venir aquí a San Diego, a Torre, al Estadio de Torero, para ver a Leal, para ver a San Diego Loyo. Es un equipo profesional y es de mucha categoría. gente le encanta el fútbol aquí en San Diego y para eso queremos que la gente venga aquí a ver 
a el, el fútbol que tiene que ofrecer la gran ciudad de San Diego. You got that, Darren? I did. I, I understood my question, which was, why is it important to have a podcast in Spanish? You, you sort of gave us that before I even got to the question. Jordan, you want to translate what it was that Tony said? Well, I want to know what Tony, if Tony prefers listening to San Diego Loyal broadcasts in Spanish or in English. Do you take in, how do you take in the goal calls? And which so, do you prefer? Be honest. So honestly, uh, I have heard a couple of, of Spanish ones. It, it was it was a little different in the beginning because you can tell that they weren't familiar with some of the names calling to me, uh, Robinson, uh, for the first two games. And exclusively, Robinson was a little weird. Uh, but honestly, Jack Cronin, Shannon do a great job. I know Jordan. You were also on there and, uh, you know, to, to me time times two is forever going to be legendary in the, uh, San Diego loyal, uh, history. All right. So you didn't answer the question. <laughs> I'll take it in English. I'll take it in English. Okay. hundred yeah, percent. Well, you know, that this is something that Jordan and I have talked about, maybe not specific to, to loyal though, but about how much of a difference there is. Let's say if you flip on and you watch soccer on NBC, or if you flip it on and you watch um, uh, Cholos match, right? Like there is a totally different style. The, you know, the very sort of stoic, even keeled English broadcaster. Oh, that's wonderful. And then there's, you know, the completely different side of it as well. Like, like these are two different styles here. And I, you know, I think it's a matter of personal preference, right? Like what you grew up with is probably what you're going to gravitate towards. But, but there are like different styles. And you know, I'm sure Jordan, when you had the opportunity to be up in the booth, it's something that crossed your mind, given where we are regionally, given also how we both and all three of us consume the sport, that I can watch some stuff on NBC or Peacock, let's say as the app, but I've also watched the Million Liga MX matches and the US national team or the Mexican national team. And, and these, are, these are different styles, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, like I, I kind of like that there's you know, a lot of diversity in it. But, you know, I also understand that people are used to what they're used to. Uh, Tony, why um, you guys have been around San Diego Loyal since the beginning. We see you at every single match. You're credentialed media. You're showing up. You're interviewing Landon after these matches. Um, give us some of the ideas for the podcast, like the guests that you'll be speaking with. What kind of access are you going to be given with uh, San Diego Loyal this year? Uh, so this year, honestly, we're trying to get as much uh, access to the people who are listening, obviously, because first and foremost, we are trying to go and be uh, as media as can be. So uh, coming up, hopefully we can talk to some of the front office staff that uh, speak uh, very well in Spanish, even some that are trying a little bit. You know, we have uh, Ricardo Campos, the president who speaks, I guess, three, four, five. I don't even know how many languages. <laughs> Um, uh, sometimes we're going to go ahead and try to reach out maybe with, uh, I think we've been in communications with, I think this haven't, we haven't talked about this Alejandro Guido, uh, trying to get him on maybe before the Cholos match, you know, just a little bit of background and that name still resonates, uh, over in Tijuana, uh, and people recognize Alejandro Guido as a Cholos player. So that's going to be something, uh, coming up and hopefully we get Landon, obviously Landon speaks, uh, a bit of Spanish and very well. Uh, even speaks better than my co-host speaks English. So that's just one of the things that uh, we want as a guest this, uh, as a goal for this next season. And, uh, you know, again, get as many people who speak the, sp the language of soccer in Spanish to join us. And uh, even if you don't, just uh, give it a try and, and listen to it a little bit differently. We've always oh. been fascinated with Guido's story because you, you bring up how big of a deal he was in Tijuana. And we get, we're, we're getting to know him even more here in San Diego. 
But in TJ, I mean, he'd be rolling out and getting tacos with fans right after the game. Like he would walk across the street after matches from the stadium and go eat with fans and hang out for a while. Like this isn't a new thing where he's coming down, hanging out on like match day live last season, drinking tequila with us. Like that's, that's not just because he's with San Diego loyal. That's something like he's hanging out with fans and creating that kind of relationship with the supporters of the club that he's playing for. That's something that goes all the way back for Guido. So I will look forward to that conversation, of course. Darren, I did not mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. Not at all. Not at all. I, I know none of us you know, ever love having labels attached to us, right? Like Jordan and I have done this podcast. We've made it very clear we're both fans. We both have had a working relationship with San Diego Loyal over the last couple of years. But to be clear, uh, Two Balls y Leal, that's, that's an independent podcast, Tony. I, I wonder how you see yourselves it's not a question I, I would, would love, you know, in terms of are you a fan, are you a journalist, are you independent media? But how is it that you see your role here in talking about Loyal upcoming this season now that you guys are launching this podcast? It has a lot to do with uh, the fact that there is an untapped market for that and not even in the sense of uh, making a business because if anything, we're losing money with this podcast, but we're investing it in memories is what I like to say. And um Honestly, like I said, there's uh, a lot of people who are interested and, and know that there is a team because maybe they know somebody who was at the open tryouts. Maybe they know somebody who plays in a lower division in UPSL and is familiar with the name Loyal, but they just don't have that connection because of the language barrier. And so there is, uh, you know, different breakdowns and, and, and you know, uh, hopefully teaching of the actual game is who the story, uh, what the story is of some of these players but that needs to be told in Spanish. Uh, you know, even having some of that exclusive contact, we've talked with uh, President Andrew Vasiliadis, and uh, we, we talk about what that conversation was in Spanish because there's some times where we are ourselves limited to who we are talking to with their language, and it's our job to go ahead and do that and translate uh, and let everybody know, as many people as we know, what they're all what they're all about, and exactly you know what they're intending. And if it has to be, you know what, because we're independent, sometimes we're going to be able to call out the club if it's on the field, off the field, within you know uh, having a lot of respect and 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 honoring and 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 being mindful that you know it is a privilege to be there. But at the same time, we still enjoy this team, we enjoy the sport, and we're going to talk about it as it is, as we see it. And you guys are fans. We're all, I mean, we want to see them succeed, obviously, for, for our own reasons. I think whether we were or weren't associated with them in the capacity that we were for the first two seasons, I want to see a successful club. I want to see a successful product on the field. I want to see everything that they continue to do in the community. So I'm not really shy about that, but I also understand that you know, we've also taken paychecks from them for the last couple of years. I, I will say this about the club, and Tony, I don't know that you have had a similar experience I don't think they expect the white glove treatment. We've been pretty much told since day one, if we play like shit, we want you to say that we played like shit. You don't need to say that word necessarily, but you know, we want you to be honest and be fair and tell us and I tell think we your we were allowed to say that word. Yeah, we never were told not to. <laughs> but I don't know, Tony, that, that seems to have been our experience. I'm guessing you know, that that's probably similar to, to how you guys see it moving forward. Definitely. And, uh, you know, if, if the club needs, needs to be called out, you know, uh, the great thing about San Diego Loyal is that they listen and uh, they listen uh, with a critical ear. And obviously they still have to filter out a lot of what just gets, you know, swung around on Twitter. Uh, but then there's those who actually have some thought in what they say and, and uh, take that into consideration on and off the field. And that's when something that I love about the club. 
But again, si se tiene que decir, chingada madre, ¿qué está pasando? What is happening? What's going on here? San Diego loyal? Then that's what's going to have to happen. And, uh, you know, is that going to keep us from having a, a, a paycheck or two? Sure. But you know what? As long as we start, we start credentialed and allowed to go to the games, we're fine with that. Yeah, very good. It. And uh, just so people know, where can they find it? So they can go ahead and find it on anywhere that you can listen to podcasts. You can find it on Spotify. You can find it on Apple Music, even iHeartRadio. You can also find it on YouTube. Uh, if you want to go ahead and watch us, and uh, we live stream at Two Balls and a Mic. That's at the number two balls, B-A-L-L, and a mic, M-I-C. And your most recent episode was with the chairman, Andrew Vasiliadis. Key yes. takeaway from that conversation. Key takeaway was how pumped he is about the partnership with Chadley and how genuinely excited he himself is. And um, he, he couldn't contain himself uh, at, at the listening uh, party over at Modern Times. He pulled me aside, uh, maybe a little, a, a little, you know, too, enjoy, too much of enjoyment uh, for him, but it's fine. <laughs> and he clued me in. So, you know, I had to bear the albatross of that secret for a bit. Um, but in any case, it's, it's, it's really encouraging to see somebody in his position be as excited as he is uh, for this partnership and as, as everybody should be, because it's going to be an interesting partnership and, and, you know, crossing borders, literally. And it, it's going to be fantastic. Do you have more loyal jerseys or Chelsea jerseys? So I'm not a big Jersey guy okay. for some reason. Like, I, I mean, I, I see one hanging right above yeah. your head. So I kind of just, <laughs> with that. Yes. so it, they have to be incredibly special for me to reach out and, okay. and, and get one. Uh, but yeah, so I think I actually have more loyal kits than jerseys. I have mm -hmm. the 2010 uh, Chelsea kit, Frank Lampard. So that's the only Chelsea one I have. Super fits. Frank. Very nice. By the way, before we wrap, can we just give him props on the podcast? for what we had said previously about Tony on the podcast, being the man of the match in the soccer celebrity game. Oh, that's the real reason we brought him on. Yeah. We wanted to recap from the uh, halftime match with the San I wanna, Diego I, soccer. What was it game. like a save against hall of famer, Shannon McMillan? So Dude, that, that was legit. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, at that point, I was very in my head, beating myself up for letting that goal in. Uh, from Derek Dawson, who, uh, congratulations, just got engaged in center field, uh, at, 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 in the hockey rink. That's fantastic. But Congrats. I was locked in, locked in uh, at that moment. Wasn't that Weston's fault anyway? You're taking blame on the goal? Yes, and I very much let him know the fact that it was all his fault. Uh, it was his fault. I could. He, he was too uh, punch happy. Uh, he was, I don't know, punch drunk about, you know. He, he scored a goal. Scored he was goal. still celebrating, and yeah. he let a goal go in. It was very yeah. Tottenham of him. No, exactly. You got to turn around and be ready for the next game, next play. Something Darren was on top of after getting just creamed uh, with Drew. With you know what? It's 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 a it's an intense match. Uh, some uh, some people accused him of trying to injure me, but people don't realize that I also got the ball really quickly and put my elbow up uh, just in case he was going to run into an elbow. It was on him uh, because I protect. Are you saying you tried to elbow Drew in the halftime match? It was it was a protective measure because I look up for my teammates and Darren oh. was was recovering uh, like I said uh, after after taking one and and let's not take uh, Darren's play away scrappy just you know that that East Coast uh, sportsman in him just decided to grab him a little bit tug him a little bit and that was enough time for me to pick up that ball put that elbow up and protect myself and you know cool the waters Darren also got a block in on Shannon yeah. Yes, it doesn't get talked about. Mm -hmm. 
I, I try to give him some props for it. No one else will, mm. but I'll give him props. I even Tony, gave Drew some props. Tony held he, it down, man. All right. He was great. Stuff. Very good. Congrats on the win. I was going to be on your team. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I heard I that. And then there was some, some searching going on. But yeah, I heard that people thought that we were going to team up. Darren and I, and they just decided not to go. So smart. I got up. the uh, GM of the year trophy sent to my house last week. It finally showed up. <laughs> I'm displaying it. I feel like I contributed greatly without even having to show up. It's amazing impact that you have staying it at is. home. It is. Yeah. It's amazing what you can do just working from home. Um, Tony, we do appreciate the time. Congrats to you. Congrats to Chiva. We love you guys. And we yes, love seeing we you around Torero Stadium and wherever San Diego Loyal will play for years and years to come. We look forward to being there with you and following this team and continuing to tell the story of this team. That's exciting to us. It's exciting to you guys. And it's really cool that we get to do it together. So congrats. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you guys out there. Go Thank more. you, brother. Appreciate you. All right, Darren, there he is. Tony Sanchez, host of Two Balls and a Mic. Also, Two Balls, Elial, Tony, and Chiva, the hosts. They're good people, man. They're really good people. We get to hang out with them around Torero Stadium. It's not the first time we've hung out with Tony. You know him through radio a little bit as well. Good people, and I think Loyal are lucky to have people like them talking about them as much as they do. I also think, too, that we are um, fortunate to have a club that is is of the mindset that Loyal is. I, I can't underscore how important this is. And, Jordan, I think you and I can both chime in from our experience and history in radio. Sometimes when you cover a professional sports team, those sports teams really want you to give them preferential treatment, whether you're in some sort of financial work arrangement with them or not. They try to leverage you a little bit, lean on you a little bit and say, hey, come on, you don't need to be critical. Let's be positive. And, you know, not that anybody needs to you know, go out there and start attacking everybody all the time. It's sports. It's supposed to be fun and supposed to be a dis diversion from everything else happening in the world. But you know, I, I do appreciate that about the club, that the club's like, hey, you guys got to call it like you see it. You know, if, if we deserve it, then by all means, we're not going to come down on you. We're not going to pull your credentials, all that sort of stuff, because we've been on the opposite side of that around town, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely. I've worked with, what, every single team in this city. Yeah. I, my relationship with SD Loyal is unlike my relationship anywhere else. Um, in that regard. Yeah. In that regard. Yeah, they're uh, adults. Like They're like, hey, if we deserve it, then, you know, keep it fair. Don't, don't be cheap shot artists but you know like you got to do what you got to do you got to maintain integrity what you're gonna try to convince an audience that the thing that they saw out there happening didn't happen i love that about them mm -hmm. all right uh there he is tony joining Welcome. us on the unnamed soccer podcast uh we also have to get to tim stoops tim stoops is someone you haven't heard on the podcast in a few weeks now part of that is his fault part of that is my fault we're very honest on this podcast um but he is here for the first time in 2022, what the hell has been happening in the Bundesliga? We find out by going to Missoula, Montana. Here he is, Tim Stoops. Darren Jordan Vielen Dunk. Here is your Bundesliga report. Question Eins. Is Bayern still in first? Yes, Bayern is still in first. They started the second half of the season with a nine-point lead over Dortmund. Dortmund's won all three matches so far this half, and Bayern dropped its first match. The lead is six. Question Zwei. What did American Dream Gio Reyna do? Reyna has still done nothing since suffering an injury very early in the season. 
and he's been training for a while, and it looks like he might actually feature in this weekend's match against Leverkusen. Question dry. What did other Americans do in the Bundesliga? Well, they did a lot of losing, but to be honest here, we're all waiting for Ricardo Pepe to score his first goal for Augsburg, and that did not happen this last weekend. And in your Tor Jaeger Kanan tracker, it is still Robert Lewandowski. He has 23 goals for Bayern Munich. That's all for this week. Auf Wiedersehen! I missed that voice, Darren. Tim Stoops on the Unnamed Soccer Podcast. You will hear more from him very soon. Hmm. There he is with the boot. I wonder if he could tell us what's going on with John Brooks since I had to listen to Triple G when they announced the call-ups for the next window of World Cup qualifying. I heard Greg Berhalter try to convince me that John Brooks was not in form, Mm. not worthy of a call-up. I I wonder if Tim Stoops would have some insight about that since he didn't get the call-up, which maybe was one of the more peculiar choices from Triple Triple, Triple G. Triple G, who is getting ready for uh, another sweep of World Cup qualifier matches coming up for the U.S. men's national team. We have three matches in the next week. It's the final time we're going to see each of these teams in World Cup qualifiers. Thursday, the U.S. host El Salvador in Columbus. It's going to be cold in all three of the matches. It's going to be the biggest storyline that you're going to hear about, read about. It's the only thing you're going to get is weather Thursday, El Salvador (laughs) against Columbus. It's going to be cold Sunday in Canada. You guessed it. It's going to be cold Wednesday, a week from today. When we're recording this podcast, the U S will be back in the States to host Honduras in beautiful St. Paul, Minnesota, Mm. which comes in early February. Darren. Yes. It's going to be cold in that one. Those are the three. There's probably going to be snow in all three. It's going to be freezing in all three and points uh, points are needed in all three. So here we go. Another sweep. And it's the final time we see El Salvador, Canada, and Honduras. Did you say it's going to be cold? Here are your match day temperatures in Columbus, Ohio, a high of 30 on Thursday, a low of five. You would expect that somewhere about seven o'clock East coast time. That's probably going to be closer to the five than the 30 Ontario, Canada, taking on the Canadian national team. A daytime high of 24 with a low of one degree. Mm. That'll be as the sun's setting there Sunday. And then Minneapolis, just for good measure, Jordan, a daytime high on February 2nd of 30 degrees and a low of 10. I don't know what we're doing here, but welcome to January and February World Cup qualifying. Correct. Um, What we're doing is Greg Berhalter is known for not wanting to travel anywhere. That's being written about this week. He wants to keep it close. So if you have to make a trip to Canada in the middle of three games, what are you going to do? You're going to pick locations that are somewhat close to that. I guess originally when Canada was thinking about hosting this in Vancouver, the United States was, was preparing to play matches in San Jose and Portland. That's what these matches would have been. Instead, uh, Canada hosting it where they are. It leaves the U S moving their matches. I mean, not technically moving, but it, it changed their plans a little bit to Columbus and St. Paul. So there it is. One impacts the rest. You need points in all of them. Uh, some news from it. Uh, Zach Steffen clearly in the news has mm. not yet joined the squad. He has back tightness. That means Matt Turner is likely going to be starting in net for the U S against El Salvador. Uh, that's the same goalkeeper that's been linked to Arsenal. Um, also Future Arsenal keeper, Matt Turner. Exciting. How about that? Um, and then Daryl DK is going to be out for eight weeks. Not great. Not great. 
I think he's going to be a really big piece of the U.S. going forward, but apparently he needs a break from it. So here we go, Darren. We need points. We're currently second on the table. Canada one, U.S. two, Mexico, Panama. They are uh, sitting with 14 points apiece with that three spot. Four spot, you get the playoff. So let's finish in the top three. What do you say? What do you say? Seven out of nine here? Is that is that the standard? Is that what has to happen here? You got to pick up three in Columbus Thursday against El Salvador. Three, you would expect on the back end against uh, Honduras, last on the table, and then pick play for a point. I mean, Canada took points off the U.S. in Nashville, I want to say it was, earlier during qualifying. So play for a draw there. Would you say seven? Seven's the target? Uh, seven, I would definitely sign up for seven. Um, seven puts them in a really good spot. You're playing the team that's dead last in the group. You're playing the team that's second to last in the group. And then you get the first place team in Canada on the Mm -hmm. road. So yeah, play for a draw there. Do you have a preference? Let's say we do get seven. Do you care how they get the seven? Right. I see what you're saying here. So let's say, you know, that somehow El Salvador takes points from the U S again, then you pick up six when you go to Ontario and finishing up in Minneapolis, Mm -hmm. probably not just get seven. However they come probably. Yeah. yeah. So like you can lose to last place Honduras or well, no, you can't because you can't get to seven that way. You could tie Honduras, but as long as you beat Canada and beat El Salvador, you're good. Just yeah, get prob- to seven is the goal. Probably not the formula, but at the end of it, if it's seven, I think you and I do this podcast next week. We probably go, well, the goal was seven and they got seven. Mm-hmm. I will say, I think it's interesting that you look at it. You have they better at least get six. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I'm with you on, on that. And now here's Mexico's route. Not that, you know, it, it feels very much we're used to talking about the USA and Mexico at Jamaica, Costa Rica, Panama. So these are, you know, th- this is a tougher schedule, tougher window for L3 than it is for the U.S., at least on paper, but we'll see. I saw uh, Hugo Perez on ESPN. He's the El Salvador manager saying, well, they're they're not playing us in Miami or Orlando or Austin. They're taking us up to the cold because they're worried about us. And we'll see what sort of motivation that is. I think the interesting thing from the roster construction is having 13 MLS players on the roster for a league that's not currently in season. Hmm. Kind of odd, right? Not, not an anti-MLS thing because, you know, that comes with the it's territory. A, it's a but big ass. 13, like for a, for a league that's not currently in season, that's – Seems like a big number there of the 27, 28 players called up by Triple G. Now you could argue that they've just been focused and training towards this, all eyes on this. So hopefully they're prepared for it. If you're looking at the schedule, you get the three matches uh, coming up here. And then we don't play again until late March. Three more matches to finish. This stretch is easier than that final stretch. Mm. This stretch, it is more important to get points now. It's going to be important in both. So don't confuse what I'm saying. But you better get points in this stretch because the next time around is going to be even more difficult and there's going to be even more pressure because that's it. That's the final stretch, the final three, and that will determine whether you go to the World Cup or not. So if you go limping into that stretch, you got major issues. Yep. If you go in strong, you get seven points and somehow, some way, you get nine, you feel really good going there. But this is supposed to be the easier of the two, so you got to get it now. Yeah, I mean, we're looking ahead to March. You go at Mexico right out of the shoot, home Panama, finishing up in Costa Rica. Imagine having to pick up points there to qualify in the final match day, World Cup qualifying. Man, that would be a nervy group heading on down there to Costa Rica. So I'm with you. This this is the opportunity here. Not that you can clinch. I don't think it's mathematically possible, but I haven't done all the permutations. But to put yourself in that position, 
knowing what lies ahead. Yeah, that's that's the significance of this one, especially given El Salvador and Honduras on U.S. soil. You could also make the argument that the U.S. will be rooting for Mexico to do well in this next stretch just based on the opponents that they have. If they mm-hmm. can knock points away from Panama, Costa Rica, and what was it, Jamaica? Is the uh, other at match- Jamaica to start Costa Rica, Panama in that order. Okay, so those are the three teams that sit right below on the table. That's four, five, and six. One of those three occupy the playoff spot, and the other two are on the outside looking in. So the more they can get pushed down, the better it is for the United States, who are clearly on the right side of that cut line. So... Mexico can actually do the U.S. some favors with a good run. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Now, can you give us a quick uh, cliff notes update on Christian Pulisic and what's happening at Chelsea and what sort of form we should expect? Well, what kind of form? Yeah. Is he playing for Chelsea? Yeah. Oh, we're, oh yes. Gosh. Yes. He plays as much as he kind of plays. It's been pretty consistent, okay. I feel like. I think Status it's quo? Nothing new? Yeah, he's not the best player on Chelsea. That's um, okay. But he's not the worst. And he's getting, I think, I mean, he could start every single match somewhere else. Clearly, he's talented enough. But he sure gets a lot of opportunities and a lot of matches to play with Chelsea with all the tournaments and big games that they're in. So he's getting really good experience. I don't think he's lacking in that. Um, yeah. I, hopefully okay. we get a very I, just, good Christian Pulisic coming up. I hope. Well, he's more important to the U.S. than he is to Chelsea. There's no doubt about that. And my concern always when he plays is that his hamstring is going to fall apart. So, Right. I'm just saying, like, we need him. Like, an inform Christian Pulisic helps us achieve right. our goals. Now, I know you can say that about 25 other guys as well, but he's also the leading goal scorer that we have on this roster. Yes. So we that's need important. Pulisic. We need Pulisic. Chelsea has trained him up well. Now it's up to Greg Berhalter to get the most out of him. Yes. Because well, I can tell you, Thomas Tuchel is doing pretty good. So, Berhalter, let's get it done. Don't okay. piss off Pulisic again like you did a couple months ago. Yeah, we need Pulisic. I mean, Ricardo Pepe now, uh, again, going back to the Bundesliga report, we could use him mm. returning to the Ricardo Pepe that we saw during I'll World Cup it. qualifying. Our boy Paul Ariola. finally, we figured out the mystery of Paul Ariola that he's going to go to FC Dallas, not Club America. So, that's glad to have that settled and done and dusted. That's Interesting official. subplot there being that the FC Dallas manager was with the national team. So I think that bodes well for Paul Ariola. Hopefully him and his World Cup opportunities here in 2022. Not that they would be his last, but probably his best opportunity to go. So I'm glad that all sorted its way through. That was kind of a, an interesting saga to follow along with. Mm-hmm. He just wants to be where he's wanted. That's mm-hmm. all. And that's where he is now. All right. So Paul Ariola, that's good. I saw major league soccer tweet that out earlier. It, it is official. We kind of knew where it was headed, but it is official in the league. I'm a little nervous for the next couple of matches for the U S dude. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. Cause you know, on paper, like I hate that on paper thing, you know, and then like, okay, well it's stacked. Cause you're going to have these central American countries going up and playing in sub zero weather. <laughs> but it's like, man, it just, uh, all of it makes you feel uncomfortable. And this is where you get a majority of your home matches and you, it's Columbus and St. Paul. And then in the next stretch, you're at Mexico and you're at Costa Rica. I mean, Panama's at home in the middle, but finishing at Costa Rica. What if you need a point there? What oh. if you need three? I don't know. Very nervous. Very nervous. All right, cool. Very good pod. We chatted up with Tony. We got a Bundesliga report. 
U.S. soccer about to kick off Thursday, their next trio of matches, and we even got some Paul Ariola news. Good stuff, Darren. Since last we spoke, by the way, does Chelsea play Spurs every match? We've played them three times this month. Already this, this year, we have played them three times, which is a lot. Like, it's a lot. We've played them in the league, and we've played two legs against them in the Carabao Cup. It's been a lot. It's a lot. Every time I flip on a television, I feel like I'm seeing Chelsea quite, and Spurs. Quite frankly, it's the only team I want to play right now because it's the only team that Chelsea can beat at the moment. <laughs> they can't beat Man City. They can't beat the, uh, beat the Seagulls. Brighton's getting points against us. We're drawing Liverpool. So I guess just give us Tottenham every time. I don't know what to tell you. Hey, man, run away with the Premier League if it was Spurs on the schedule every week. Next month, it's Arsenal and then Champions League, and then it's Liverpool. <sighs> kind of like the U.S. You got to make your hay against El Salvador and Honduras. You got to do it. You got to get your points against the Tottenham Hotspurs of the world. All right, Darren, um, what else? Anything else? I think we That's did. all. Um, no, I'm good. I hope everybody okay. listened to Landon Donovan. He sat in on radio for three hours last week. Go back, find that. He told a great story about having to go to scout players in England and get in set for the upcoming season, how it is that they sell San Diego loyal to international players who maybe couldn't identify San Diego on a map. Really interesting behind-the-scenes stuff with Landon. So if you want to go back and find that on, on a little bit of downtime, you can do it when you're not listening to the Unnamed Soccer Podcast or Two Balls and a Mic or Two Balls e layout. Plus, we also could probably tease a big announcement with the Unnamed Soccer Podcast. Any tease? Anything? Big announcement coming up. Stay tuned.